Give me one second. Wasn't that worship time awesome? Wasn't the worship team great ushering in God's presence? Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight I'm going to be sharing something um, that the Lord's just been showing me through the word and um, just about some balance in life. Sometimes we, 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 we love God so much, and, and I've experienced this. Um, you love God so much that you go after him with everything you've got, and that's great, okay? Don't get me wrong. But it's not not serving God to live life. In fact, he gave us life so that we would live life and enjoy it. And so that's what God's been talking to me a lot about these last um, number of weeks. And really just right now, he's just saying, enjoy the life that I have blessed you with. Like, And so I just call this the meaning of life. It's not some supernatural name or anything like that. But the whole point of the life that God gave us was so that we would live it and live it to the fullest. And, and that's not meaning live it as, as to the full as far as the world is concerned, but, but just enjoy in a godly kind of way the life that God blessed you with. He blessed you to see, so enjoy the sights. He blessed you to smell, so enjoy the smell of foods and flowers. He, he blessed you with ears to hear, so enjoy conversation with family and with loved ones or, or good, you know, godly music. Enjoy the life that God blessed you with. I think, um, and I believe the reason he's highlighting this is because some people um, tend to get off balance and then they become, um, they labor and toil in even their pressing in towards God. And they actually stop enjoying that and enjoying life. Or they labor and toil in their working for stuff, and they lose the joy of even their work or providing for their families. And so on one hand, you've got an extreme, and on the other hand, you can have a totally another extreme. And so we need to make sure that we're balanced in life. But here's the thing. In everything we do, we can glorify God. And everything we say and everything we think and, and all the work of our hands, it can all be glorifying to God. And so just because you have to go to work or just because you have to do the dishes or just because you have to take care of the kids, which has been my life, you know, and I'm still dealing with an eight-year-old, just because you have to go to the beach, well, that's not so hard, but, you know, sometimes you'd rather do something by yourself, but you're taking the kids to the beach. Enjoy life. So the meaning and the reason he created us is so that he could watch us enjoy life. And that gives him glory. That honors what he blessed us with. In John 10.10, 10, the word of God says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. What? The life that God gave us. But God, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. No, he's not just talking about there and then in heaven one day. He's talking about here and now. He wants us to live life to the fullest. My mom's always talked about me that I'm the one, not that other, other siblings can't have fun, but I'm the one who just lives life. I love life. If you ever see me down and out, 
and you better pray for me <laughs> because I just love life. I love the life that God gave us. I love, you know, whether we have, like Paul said, whether I have much or whether I have little, I'm so thankful. I've learned to live with both. But God wants you blessed, yes. So I'm not talking about that, you know, we should have little. But what I'm talking about is wherever you're at, be blessed with the air you can breathe. Be blessed with your health, you know. Sometimes we take things for granted until we have pain. We didn't, we didn't take advantage of the fact that we could do a hike, you know. So we need to enjoy. <laughs> so take a hike. <laughs> take a hike. <laughs> the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to take away those enjoyments in life, doesn't he? With COVID, what did he try to do? He tried to take people's smell. That's an enjoyment in life, isn't it? People's taste enjoyment in life what he's trying to do he's trying to st strip us of our senses because these are things God has blessed us with to enjoy life that came off the cuff I didn't even have that in my notes but that's the thief comes to kill steal and destroy the abundant life but God's come that you'd have a blessed and abundant life and have it more abundantly God wants us to live life he wants us to do what makes us happy no pressure he doesn't want us to be bound or put bondages on ourselves to do things only a certain way. He wants us to live life happy and led by the Spirit of God. He wants us to be blessed in life and with the fruits of our labor. He wants to bless whatever we set our hand to and cause it to prosper. Actually, 3 John 1, 2, it's one of my favorite scriptures. He says, Beloved, I wish, this is his desire as a father, a good father, I wish above all things that you would prosper. Not just in heaven, but you would prosper. You would be in health. Well, obviously we're going to be healthy in heaven, so obviously he's talking about here, right? And that your soul would prosper. Spirit, soul, body, mind, God wants you blessed because he's a good father. So he doesn't want, in other words, you to be depressed. He doesn't want you to be in fear and in worry. He doesn't want you to be in so much toil with your job, you know, 80 hours a week that you don't have time to enjoy life. What he wants is a good balance. Yes, set your hand to something so he can bless it, but also Take what you've made, give, you know, honor God with it, but with the first fruits, but then go ahead and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Get something you like. Get a meal you like. Get a shirt you like. Get a house you like. He wants you to do it. He wants you to live happy and blessed. Isn't that good news? What good father? I was thinking about it, you know, Ethan moved out and, uh, you know, he just got married and it would be kind of mean of us if we didn't want him to make it. <laughs> if we didn't help him to get, if we had the means and we didn't help him to get into his first apartment. Um, we didn't help, you know, I mean, we did what we could. Like, I wanted new furniture, so we gave him our furniture, and we got new furniture. <laughs> but to him, he got new furniture. Yeah. Um, they wanted to get an apartment. They didn't want to live in Grandma and Grandpa's basement for their first year. <laughs> so what did we do? We helped pay those first two months. Like, 
whatever it takes. And the, think about it. That's how good our Father God is. When we set out to do something, and like Ethan, he set out to do something, God's like, that's it. You got it. Live life. I'm going to go ahead and bless that, what you're doing. And he just makes all things work together for your good because you're doing what he wanted you to do, which is live life to its fullest. Did you realize that when you live life filled with joy and peace in the Holy Ghost, being directed by the Holy Spirit and setting your hand to stuff, that he is blessed by it? That honors God that you're doing something with what he gave you. What did he give you? He gave you life. It does not honor God to be a couch potato. It does not honor God to not enjoy nature, even if it's sitting on the porch, okay? It does not honor God uh, if we don't enjoy the good foods that he made for us and we're stuck in, in a rut with our cheeseburger. <laughs> it doesn't, it, you know what I mean? Like, did you ever see, what is that McDonald's show? The fast food show, that movie that you watched? Supersize me. The guy was stuck in a major rut getting McDonald's like three times a day, and he really did a, some damage on his body. God does not want it. That's not enjoying life. There's so much more in life to enjoy. Yeah, whatever you like. He wants you to enjoy it. So I'm like reading these, these passages of scriptures, and, and I just keep seeing, and I was reading a lot in, um, that Solomon wrote, in Proverbs and, and in Ecclesiastes. And, and man, that guy was filled with wisdom and, 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 and it was blessed with wisdom just because he loved God so much and he just honored God so much. And he just, he um, was a deep thinker, if you read the passages. <laughs> He's just a really deep thinker. And, and sometimes if we think too deeply, sometimes we can get caught up in, in well, the enemy can play against us and we can get caught up in negative thinking. So some of Ecclesiastes, it sounds like he's getting into some depression. He's like, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> but he comes to the conclusion. The best conclusion he comes to is the best thing you can do in this life is enjoy what God's blessed you with. And eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Don't store it up. I mean, yeah, on one hand, you want to leave, like, an inheritance to your children. But don't store it up so much that you're a penny pitcher that you never enjoy a meal out. Don't store it up so much that you never would buy a new shirt. Only a used rummage sale shirt. I mean, splurge once in a while if it's going to make you happy. If it doesn't make you happy, then fine. But I'm just saying, he wants you to be blessed and happy in this life, and he has no problem. Get rid of the condemnation. He has no problem with you being happy and enjoying the fruits of your labor. Amen? Hallelujah. So God wants us blessed in the here and the now. He does not just want us blessed one day in heaven. He wants his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we already know, like, we're going to live in mansions. We're going to have all this food, food a feast, a seven-year feast. I mean, he likes to eat. So he doesn't mind you eating, right, as long as it's in, you know, good balance and, and we're taking care of our bodies. He doesn't mind us eating and enjoying foods. I'm really getting some people on my side tonight. Um, <laughs> let's go have a feast. Um, he wants his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And what we read from the scriptures or maybe what we've seen in visions is he 
doesn't hold anything back. He gives us elaborate gifts, elaborate mansions, you know, um, just beautiful land and, and uh, feasts and whatever else. Well, if he wants his will done on earth as it is in heaven, then sky's the limit. He wants to bless you with it. What can you believe God for? So what does he not want us to do? In order to enjoy life and in order to step into the whole reason and meaning of life that God had for us to enjoy this life, he says in Matthew 6, 25 through 33, that is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or enough drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So why worry? Why worry about your clothing? Hang, hang on. If God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and gone and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Don't worry about these things, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? These things are what dominates the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows what you have need of. So seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Like, you're busy tonight glorifying God. You're busy tonight doing a worshiping God, you're at the throne room of God, there's a number of other things you could be doing. We're in Milwaukee in the summer. There is a lot of stuff going on that you could be doing tonight. But you chose to seek the kingdom of God. Yeah. Well, guess what he says in, in, in reaction to that? He says, I'll add all these things unto you. you when you choose God or you choose to read the word over a, a movie or you choose to seek his face over... Um, Whatever else, you know, going to a concert, I don't know. When you choose to seek him above all else, you can expect a blessing. You can expect to live with more, more blessing, for God to work out more things for your good. Because it's scriptural. Yeah. It's just a reaction to seeking God first and putting him first in situations. So... He doesn't want us to live life in toil and worry that we don't have enough stuff, natural stuff. But while we get caught up getting into his presence like we are tonight, it's just an automatic addition. Like he starts blessing. Provisions are from heaven. Doesn't the word of God say that he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory? When we come into the presence of God like we did tonight, his riches we are in the glory, are being poured out. God's working all things together for your good because you love him. You can expect things after tonight to be turning around for your good. You can expect doors to be open because of you being in his glory. He supplies your needs. Where from? His riches and glory. That's where you're going to get the impartation of the riches, the blessing on here, on earth, as it is in heaven. So he says, seek the kingdom of God above else and live righteously, and he'll give you everything you need. Why does he say live righteously? Well, first of all, it pleases God. 
But second of all, it removes the, the possibility of the enemy getting in there and causing a hindrance to those riches, to those additions of the kingdom of heaven being added to you. So if you seek God and keep sin out and live righteously, there's going to be nothing hindering God from pouring out that blessing upon you. Amen? Amen. So here in this life, there's more than meets the eye. There's more than houses and cars and food and clothes, even though he doesn't mind you having any of that stuff. He wants to enjoy life, right? But the world's so consumed with that stuff. But here's the thing. What he's saying here is if you'll get your eyes off of that and onto me and seek me, you're going to get blessed with that. <laughs> That'll just be an automatic. I will add these things unto you. I will, if you delight yourself in the Lord, doesn't he say, I will give you the desires of your heart. So as we're busy spending time in God's presence, as we're busy delighting ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. As we seek him first in his kingdom and his righteousness, it's just an automatic. He starts adding things unto us. God's always moving us, even in the natural as well as the spiritual, and it's almost equal, I'll say. As you move from glory to glory in your spiritual walk with the Lord, suddenly in the natural, things start working out for you, and you get moved from glory to glory. God causes all things to work together for your good. You'll see it happen as you seek the Lord. Keep an eye on how things are flowing in the natural and it's usually pretty equivalent to what's going on in the spirit as well. In Matthew 6, 19 to 21, it says, Don't store up for yourself treasures here on earth where moths and rust destroy. In other words, don't let that be your focus. God's fine with you being blessed with it. But don't have that be your treasure. Have God be your treasure. Have his presence and his glory be your treasure. That's what you're seeking after. But in return, God's going to supply your needs according to his riches and glory. He, you're going to delight in yourself in him, and, and then he's going to see some desires of your heart, and he's going to pour it out upon you. He's going to add those things unto you that you desire in your heart. So don't store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, I want to tell you what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about sitting around and doing nothing because, it, because um, it's not spiritual or it doesn't have to do with the kingdom of heaven. Because actually, it's the natural things that we're setting our hand to that God's going to bless. And so that does not please God for us to sit around and do nothing. So we're actually activating the kingdom of heaven when we set our hand to something so he's not he can't bless nothing kind of like he says give and you shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over if you don't give anything there's nothing that he can give back to you there's nothing he can work with well the same thing goes for for um setting your hand to something that he can bless if you set your hand to nothing what can he bless nothing so he wants you to give him glory by living life, enjoying life, setting your hand to, to work so that he can prosper the work of your hands. And I'm going to show you that from the word of God. 
God's blessed us with life, and he wants us to enjoy life. It was a gift from God. Hallelujah. But there are some things that he tells us to do in order that we can enjoy life. Um, and like I was saying, people can take it to an extreme. They can be extreme. Not It sounds weird, but they can take it to an extreme in seeking the Lord and then do nothing to to take care of their family and, and to provide food on the table and, and whatever. And they can take it to an extreme the other way, and they can be a workaholic and not spend any time with family and not spend any they, – they totally miss Sunday church, and, and they totally are not putting the Lord first. So there's two extremes, and God wants both in your life, and he wants to bless all of it, but we got to seek him first, amen, in every area. Um, I felt like I should read this parable – a parable of the talents in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants that he entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, to one two bags of silver to the other, and the last one... Um, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. So he knew what was possible. And I believe that God has granted unto each one of us what is possible for us to do something with. He didn't give us more than we can chew, you know. He gave you abilities, he gave you talents, or he gave you a job, or he gave you whatever it is, skills that you can use to give him glory in this life, okay? So this master goes away, and the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money, and he earned five more. So what, what is God saying here? He's saying, take what I've blessed you with. Take the life. Take the talents. Take the abilities. Take the, the personality. Take what I've blessed you with and do something with it because that gives me glory. Okay, the servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Really, he dug a hole and he became a couch potato. <laughs> he did nothing with it. He didn't lose it. But he didn't multiply it. He didn't give his master glory by doing something with what God blessed him with. Okay. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called to them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. So God is blessed when we do something with what he has given us. God's blessed when we enjoy life. And then because you're doing something with it, because you're enjoying life, he's going to bless you with more. He's like, they can handle this. They can handle more. Because I see they're faithful. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. So do you see how God rejoices when we set our hands to something, when we honor him in our lives and, and, and 
aren't lazy and we do something to enjoy life and we do something to uh, take care of our family. This is our lot in life. This is what he wants from us, to care of the life that he has given you. Then the, um, he said, um, I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant um, with one bag came forward, and he said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid that I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I had harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate why didn't you at least deposit my money in the bank at least I could have gotten some interest in it then he ordered he ordered to take the money from that servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver those who use well what they are given even more will be given to them God is so clear and they will have an abundance but from those who do nothing with what little they have, it will be taken away. Now throw this, <laughs> this is so extreme, but throw this useless servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. God's pretty extreme here. He really, 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 as a good father, wants us to enjoy life. And he has given to each man what we can handle. He's given to us each talents, abilities to, to provide in life. And with that money, with that blessing, with that provision, he has entrusted us. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to give to God what is God's? Are you going to, to um, take care of your family? Are you going to set your hand to, to producing more? What are you doing with it? Okay. And he's blessed. You can see he praises the ones who, who set their hand to something. So, Philippians 2, 14 and 15, it says, do everything. Sometimes people have a wrong attitude, whether they're giving, grumbling. God doesn't like that when we, oh, I guess I got to give my tithe. I guess I got to give this offering. Well, don't, because he loves a cheerful giver. And the same thing goes for, for working um, and, 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 you know, working with your hand and, and doing whatever God's called you to do, whatever gifting you, you end up finding out what you have. As you do it, he wants you to do it joyfully unto the Lord, kind of like the giving. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then, because you're doing it with joy, he says, then you will shine like the stars in the sky. You're going to stick out from all the others. When you go to work, have a good attitude because that's what he can bless. If you're going to go to work with a grumbly attitude, then you're not appreciating what God has blessed you with. So go to work positive and say, God's blessed me with this ability. Father, I just thank you. I give you glory in what I'm doing. And, and, and think about it this way. You know, if you have a real desire to seek the Lord, think about it this way. That when you go to work, according to the word tonight, you're actually seeking the Lord. You're actually doing exactly what he wants you to be doing, which is setting your hand to something that he can bless. He wants to see you with more. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, work heartily for the Lord and not for men. You're not working for anybody but God. So he's your boss. So how are you going to treat your boss? How are you going to respond to your boss? And then are you going to give God a half-hearted job? 
Or is he going to be able to say, oh, man, you did a well, you know, a well done, great job, you know? I don't know if, if I had a remodel done in my house or, or something like that. I wouldn't want someone who's going to do a half-hearted job because you want your house to look nice, right? And so really, think about when you do whatever you do, whether it's teaching or fixing cars or doing lawns, whatever it is. Do it with a joyful heart and do it with excellence as if God's your boss. And do it as unto the Lord and you're not doing it for man. You're doing it for the Lord and he actually received glory. And he will bless you like this, this, this parable of the talents. He'll bless you with more if you'll do it with excellence. Amen? In 1 Corinthians 10.31... Whatever, so whatever you eat, drink, or whatever you do. So in life, with whatever you're doing, do it all for the glory of God. So if you go on vacation, enjoy it. Do that for the glory of God. If you're going to have a meal with family, stop bickering and arguing. Enjoy it. If you're going to come to church, don't roll out of bed and grumble that you have to come to church. We've all done it. Be excited to come into the presence of God and, and, and freely be able to visit with fellow believers, Amen. which I'm really thankful you, you all came tonight. This is a good crowd for Wednesday. So Deuteronomy 30, verse 9, it says, God, God wants to bless us, people. And this is, the, this is the way to living life blessed by the Lord. And this blesses God. If we live life like this. Deuteronomy 30 verse 9, it says, then the, Lord your will, then the Lord your God will make you prosperous in all the work of your hands and in your fruit of your womb. The young of your livestock, the crops of your land, the Lord will again delight in you and make you prosperous just as he delighted in your ancestors. So God wants something to work with. And when you will do this, when you will say, okay, I'm going to set my hand to something. Or, okay, I'm going to now look at my job totally differently. And um, I'm going to do this as unto the Lord. As you do that with the right attitude, God can bless it and cause multiplication. Multiplication of joy and peace. Multiplication of, of finances and open doors or whatever. He can cause more prosperity to come to you. Amen? Okay, so he says in Psalms 128.2, he says, You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it will be well with you. He doesn't say it's going to be an automatic that we're going to get to eat. He says you're going to eat from the fruit of the labor of your hands. Somebody might be a singer. Well, God wants them to use that for his glory. Somebody might be talented with their actual hands and, and build houses. Somebody might be great like Clayton with people um, that are rough around the edges that most people couldn't reach. But he has such a heart for them and he can reach them. Somebody might be talented in building drums. Somebody might be talented in, in sound or painting or whatever it might be. And God says, do that for me. For my glory. And when you do it with the right attitude and you realize that you're actually serving God by doing the thing that he blessed you to do, then it becomes more exciting. 
you realize you're actually serving God by doing it, and then he starts blessing you even with more for doing it in the right attitude. Psalms 90, verse 17, he says, Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Listen to this. And let him establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, again, establish the work of our hands. So he really expects us to be doing something with what we've been given. Isn't that good? So that, whether you're a minister, whether you're a teacher, whatever it is your, your abilities and your calling is, he expects you, like a minister, he says, study to show yourself approved. Well, it would be to my disadvantage, to your disadvantage, and it wouldn't give him any glory if I just showed up every time and I just decided to read scripture from the Bible without any premeditation or any spent time with him in his presence hearing what he wanted to say. I wouldn't be doing it for his glory. And, and that's how a lot of people are going and doing their jobs. And so they don't find any joy in what they do because they're doing it with the wrong outlook and attitude. Do it with excellence as if you're doing it for God, your boss. And he'll bless you with more. He'll make you prosperous. Amen? I know we've all been on both sides at one point or another. But I'm just showing you, God wants us blessed. The meaning of life is that we would enjoy it. Enjoy the life he's blessed us with. And how we're going to come into more is set your hand to something. And do it with the right attitude. In Romans 12, 11, he says, don't be slothful in zeal or fervent in, be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Proverbs 21, 25, the desire of a sluggard kills him for his hands refuse to labor. We all know somebody like that. <laughs> it bugs you, right? Because they could be doing more. You want the best for them. You want them to, to accomplish something. You see potential and you, because God sees potential. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know these plans I have for you, says the Lord. And what are the plans? They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They're plans to give you a future and a hope. He's a good God. He has an awesome plan for you. But we're never going to accomplish that if we never set our hand to that. So we need to be diligent. And it should, if we look at it the right way, as doing it unto the Lord, then we realize we're actually seeking God by doing what he's called us to do. And some of us might be retired, so ask the Lord, what does he want you to be doing? Should you be serving in the church, honoring God with what you can do in the church? Should you be visiting with, with neighbors who are less fortunate than you? You know, ask him, what can I be doing with what I have now? Because you might have served him faithfully in many years of work before. So ask him, how can I serve you, Lord? Sometimes serving the Lord isn't just coming to church on Sunday with your hands raised. You know, we've got 24 hours a day, seven days a week where we're supposed to be serving the Lord. Yeah. Proverbs 16, 3, and God's so clear and like, 
so serious, like, with that talents um, story and then with these scriptures. He says, commit your work to the Lord in Proverbs 16.3, and your plans will be established and will succeed. So every day, if you're still in the working, you know, sector of your life, say, Lord, today I commit this work to you as, as honorable and as a pleasing aroma to you, as, as a praise to you. I honor you with the work of my hands. I honor you with what you've blessed me with, and I'm going to set my hand to this today, Lord. And he says, your plans will succeed if you do it in that way. Hallelujah. So if we want to succeed in life, and we don't want to be unbalanced, if we want to be blessed in life, and we don't want to be unbalanced, on one hand, we don't want to work 80 hours a week and not enjoy life that God has blessed us with. And on the other hand, we don't, um, we don't want to be one who doesn't work at all and is lazy like those past couple scriptures. He wants us to have a balanced life, but he wants us to work, and he can bless it, and he wants us to enjoy life. Amen? I'm almost done. So this can be applied, like I was saying, depending on where you're at in life. If you're still in the work field, then do that for the glory of God with the right attitude. Give it to the Lord, and he'll make your plan succeed. He'll make you prosperous. Um, if it's doing house chores, do that for the glory of God. If it's taking care of your children, do that for the glory of God. Whatever it is, do it all for the glory of God. Use your talents. Your, use your abilities. Take your lot in life with a cheerful heart. Whatever your lot in life is, whether it's a small house, a big house, lots of food, little food, just be thankful for everything. And he says, when you're thankful, he'll bless you with more. Amen? This is, I am just put this in here, but we need to take this seriously. 1 Timothy 5.8, he says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So, we need to just take this seriously, that God expects us to do something with what we're blessed with. And, and provide and take care of whether it's the household of faith or whether it's our family or whether it's, you know, just enjoying life. Do something with what he's blessed you with and honor God with it. And he's just going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because you've been faithful with these little, I'm going to make you ruler over much. You can, you can handle more because I know you're going to be faithful with that now. And then it'll just keep being moved from glory to glory. Talk about working your way up the ladder. This is how to do it. And it's really just having a grateful heart. It's really just giving God something to work with, to bless us with. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 5, 18 through 20. Even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is good. It is good for people to eat and drink and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life that God has given them. And to accept their lot in life. And it is good to receive wealth from God. So this is a good thing. And it is good to, uh, to, to be in health and enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is what King Solomon concluded. This is the meaning of life. This is what's good. And God's so pleased with this when we just enjoy life. You're enjoying your health. You're enjoying what you can set your hand to. You're enjoying eating and drinking and enjoying this taste and these smells, sight, 
Don't take it for granted. Take it all in and be thankful for what God's blessed us with. Amen? I like this ending. He says, this indeed is a gift from God, accepting your lot in life. This indeed is a gift from God. Keep such people, God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over their past. Forget failures. Enjoy the life that's right before you. And he says he'll keep you so busy enjoying life that you'll have no time to even think about failures or, or ways that you let God down or let people down. You're just going to be busy enjoying life. Who wants to be busy enjoying life? <laughs> Ecclesiastes 2, my last passage, and I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Nick. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 25, he says, So I decided, after, after reading, well, he keeps on going to like Ecclesiastes 7, but like it sounds like a conclusion in chapter 2. He says, So I decided there's nothing better in life than to enjoy food and drink and find satisfaction in the work of your hands. He says, Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For whom can eat or enjoy anything apart from him? We've been blessed with everything. Don't take for granted anything. The roof over your head, the bed you sleep in, a smile on your child's face. Don't take anything for granted. Take it all in and enjoy life. He does not want any one of us sad or depressed or lazy. He wants us to be excited about life that he has blessed us with. Amen? Hallelujah. That's it. <laughs> Praise God. The Lord says yes.